Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes in public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. The show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its soundness initiative. This episode is sponsored by OfficerPrivacy.com. Are you ready to delete your information from the internet to keep you and your family safe? Then go to OfficerPrivacy.com slash POC for a special offer today. I am Ken Bader, your host for Public Safety Talk Radio, and I have an awesome guest again. His name is Robert Garland, and he did something very entrepreneurial as well as is very needed. Uh, he started the Fund the First program, actually fundthefirst.com, and that we're definitely going to talk about that. It's a crowdfunding platform for our nation's heroes. Uh, he's also an NYPD detective. He's a chairman of the Fallen First Reserve, uh, and he's a podcast host as well. He's the podcast host of Heroes First, so he's certainly going to keep me on my toes. Robert, welcome to the show, man. Ken, it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's awesome to have you. Always fun to have another podcaster on with me because they can tell me everything that I'm doing wrong. <laughs> well, listen, I only just started my podcast. But <laughs> I got I got 13 episodes somehow. I don't know how. People are people want to sign up. They're having well, fun. Well, you know what? 13 sounds unlucky, but it actually is a really important milestone. Uh, because I write for Podcast Magazine. Everybody knows that. And as I say facetiously, and I think it's somewhere about 10 or 12 episodes um, where once you get into just barely getting to double digits, you realize how much work podcasting is and it just isn't a fun hobby and you drop off. So there are like millions of podcasts out there with like seven episodes eight and a half. So congratulations for making 13. Thank you. Thank you. Last night was actually the 13th episode. I had a, I had a special guest on. They had, they're veterans from, um, uh, they're all over the place, but they do a nice program where they go hunting, huh. hunting, okay. for, hunting for veterans. It's pretty cool. They're, they're hunting veterans. So they're hunting veterans. <laughs> they, they, made, they made a movie about that. I think Jean-Claude Van Damme was in it. Hard Target. I loved it. It was filmed in New Orleans. <laughs> I didn't know that that was actually happening for real. <laughs> it's called, uh, they have uh, a business called Hunt to Eat, which is okay. great. They, they go hunting. They help uh, veterans go out in the wilderness and, you know, let go of all the stigmas that, are be, that they're holding on to and all the stresses in with society and everything that's... All the nonsenses that we all deal with. Sure. Um, and then there's a nonprofit organization that they have, uh, Heroes Harvest. So it basically does the same thing. Yeah, very, very nice. Yeah, uh, definitely a useful program. Um, I could never be on it. One, I'm not a veteran. Um, two, you know, I don't know how to hunt for tacos and hot dogs. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't even I don't even know where those things live, much less how to catch them. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but let's go back uh, to the most important thing, which is fun. The first, I want to hear more about that, especially because you know there's there's a number of crowdfunding platforms out there. You know, why yet another one specifically for first responders? Well, it's an important need, and actually, Ken, I'll ask you a question. When and unfortunately, we see it all too often. We see, you know, uh, a police officer that's been killed or has cancer or whatever it may be. And there's thousands of different reasons why 
first responders, military medical professionals, their families, their friends are starting fundraisers. But when you hear a fundraiser, what's the first place that you, that you think of that a fundraiser is going up on? Um, you know, usually like GoFundMe exactly. or something like that. Yeah, GoFundMe right. is the first thing that comes to mind, first, actually. First thing, first thing, and they've done a great job. They branded their, themselves where they're the household name for fundraisers. Everyone knows, let's do a GoFundMe. But now on GoFundMe, there's not a real way to vet and verify our nation's heroes. And there's a problem. We'll see it time and time again where within an hour, a half hour, an hour, two hours of an incident happening, someone starts a fundraiser for somebody and you don't know if it's authorized. Who's the one that's doing this campaign? And now all of a sudden money's flowing through and the person that this campaign is actually for, do you know if they're actually getting the funds? And it becomes a problem. There's six, seven, eight campaigns for the same exact person. And there's thousands of dollars rolling through. So in recognizing this, we wanted to develop, and it actually, unfortunately, a lot of these things come out of a hardship. And uh -huh. it, it started from one of my closest friends. His daughter was born with a rare illness. And this was a couple of years ago. And I wanted to get them on one of these crowdfunding platforms to raise money. And he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to put his daughter's face out there because he was afraid of someone else trying to benefit off of their hardship. And unfortunately, sure. that does happen time and time again. So... Mm -hmm. The businessman in me took over and I said, I'm going to put pen to paper and develop something for you and for all first responders, military and medical, medical professionals alike to raise money without having to worry about anything. And that's where Fund the First comes in. At Fund the First, we've developed the nation's only and the nation's leading verified crowdfunding platform for first responders, military, medical professionals, their friends, their families, nonprofits alike, and businesses alike. And what we do is we have a unique partnership with ID.me. I'm sure you've heard of ID.me, right? So, you know what? I, I have only because I've gone through your website and, you know, you're, you're, you're definitely a podcaster because I was going to ask, how do you verify these people? And you segued right into it, ID.me. So talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so so ID.me, um, it, it's run by Blake Hall. Blake Hall is former military, one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. And it's an incredible program that he's put together um, for identification purposes. And originally what they were doing was they were verifying um, all different um, people and different types of uh, professions to allow them to get discounts at different stores and stuff like that. But then they started to segue into um, DMVs and social security. Mm -hmm. And now they're basically building a layer out of the internet to verify everybody. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. And that's so important in today's day and age. So. When we were developing Fund the First, we wanted to figure out what's the best way of verifying people, especially our nation's heroes, because that's our target audience. How are we going to get to those people? And we looked at different programs, and ID.me was the only one that really stood out. So when we contacted them, they never had a use case like this before. This was per completely new. So we wrote their API into our platform, something brand new, first to market, to really allow for that trust layer, because trust is everything. Listen, as cops, trust is everything, yeah. right? We, 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 need, we need that trust layer. We need trust. So um, it's, it's been absolutely incredible. When we launched, uh, we, we were in Fox and Friends right away. Within a week of launch, we've now been in the media over 100 times. We now have over 160 campaigns on the platform in only eight months. We've surpassed $1 million raised through those 160. But the unique thing about crowdfunding and what people don't realize sometimes is when you start a fundraiser, you're throwing up a fundraiser on a platform and you think that, oh, well, money will just come in because people will see it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't always happen. Correct. You, need to have an, you need to have an emotional connection. 
And having that emotional connection is so important. And that's why you have to share it with your personal networks, friends, families, and everything. So when you start one of these campaigns, if you're organizing it for somebody else, or you're organizing it for yourself, you need to be sharing it. You need to be asking. You know, a lot of us, we're, it's very hard for us to ask for help. Sure. You know, no one wants to ask for help, especially first responders, you know, military. No one wants to ask for that help. But when you're in a scenario like this, people are going to stand up and help you. Mm-hmm. And they're not, and it's not always about the money that comes in. It's actually about that support system that goes along with it. And that's really important. So we reached our, our, our uh, goal. We weren't supposed to reach a million dollars raised until mid April. And we reached it at the beginning of last month. So the average campaign on our platform based on those metrics is around eight, $9,000, but there are campaigns that have raised 60, 70, $130,000. Sure. But, the, and there are campaigns that have raised zero. And it's unfortunate, the campaigns that have raised zero, some of them are really touching stories, but they don't share it and they don't ask their networks to really help. So it's, it's sad when you see stuff like that, but it's just, it's extremely humbling. And I'm so thankful to be able to provide our nation with something like this. And we're working so hard right now to become a household name. And that's our goal for all first responders, military, medical professionals, their families, their friends. When something happens, the first thing they think of is not GoFundMe. It's fund the first because this is verified. It's trusted. And every donation is going to that verified source. Yeah. Great story. Love what you're doing. Yeah. You, you brought up a, a very important point that I hadn't thought of until just a few minutes ago is, you know, yes, the financial support is important. Um, you know, but sometimes, you know, you're only getting 10 bucks or a hundred bucks from first, from somebody that's there that understands what you're going through and possibly gives some of that emotional support or even physical support, you know, takes you to, you know, get groceries or takes you to medical appointments or something like that. Um, and I, I never thought of that aspect of a crowdfunding type of platform. And it sounds like that's one of the ancillary benefits that fund the first is creating. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's the support system is so important and there's so many different reasons why people could do fundraisers, illnesses, mm-hmm. deaths, surgeries, catastrophic losses. I mean, I had a giant oil spill in my backyard last year. Oh my God. It, it was a windstorm, and I had my, my tank was on the outside it, and I had this covering it ripped up. And one of my skateboards, yes, I skateboard. One okay. of my skateboards. <laughs> when I, you know, it was cool. I, I was in narcotics for a long time. And when we were doing a lot of our, our buys, I would just be on the skateboard. Wow. You know, riding right by on the skateboard. No one would have any idea that I'm a cop. Then you jump off and boom, you know, let's go. Police don't move. <laughs> are, are, there, are there a lot of people selling narcotics on skateboards? Is that how you uh, did? <laughs> <laughs> well, when we, so I, I worked in lower Manhattan. So there was, it's all, all different types of people. But uh, I had one of my skateboards in the backyard. And it, I don't know if you've ever seen it, a mini skateboard like this big. So basically okay. you could only put like one foot on and all it had right. a point. The windstorm blew it. It crashed into my oil tank and it pierced a tiny hole, 250 mm. gallons into my backyard. Wow. It was a mess. They had to, um, what's it called, dig all these holes in my backyard. They had to, you know, Department of Health had to come, Department yeah. of Science, all these different departments had to come. It was an absolute mess, but I was in a hole. I had to come out of pocket and luckily insurance ended up covering it. But that's an incident where you could jump on fund the first and try to raise sure. money for, you know, and there's so many different reasons. There's good causes. I mean, one, a fire department in the FDNY just did a fundraiser and they did their event yesterday 
And what they did was they raised money so they could buy uh, an Easter costume and some toys for oh, wow. children at the Ronald McDonald house. So it's pretty yeah. cool. There's also equipment for departments. There's departments that aren't, I mean, especially we see it nowadays, there's departments that aren't funded, you know, and you can come on here as, and we get it all the time. We get canines, we get cars, all that kind of stuff. People trying to raise money for come on the platform and start raising money for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, what's cool is a nonprofit. You could raise money for a nonprofit. So a, mm-hmm. a first responder doesn't have to do this. We verify the nonprofit entity through the EIN address, phone number, all that kind of stuff. And then mm-hmm. that money is only delivered to the nonprofit. It doesn't go to that organizer and then they give it. We only send it to the nonprofit. And then there's a business venture, which is, I think the coolest feature ever. If you're familiar with Kickstarter, we basically mm-hmm. uh, built a similar model to them, but we allow for first responders who, I mean, Ken, how many first responders have you heard before say, I got a t-shirt business. I got, I'm yeah. making coins. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But they don't know how to capitalize. They don't have the, yep. they don't know how to raise capital. And even though we're not selling equities on the platform, because that's a whole SEC regulation, sure. that's a ton of stuff that goes into that. We do allow for don- donation-based uh, capital raise. Mm-hmm. And you could raise capital through donations. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's, considered, it's considered income, but those people in return, instead of getting an equity, now you could create a tier system and they'll get something back in return. So they'll get a t-shirt or they'll get a hat or they'll get yeah. a membership, whatever it is. So it's really cool. And we're just, as you can tell, I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, you're so excited. You're actually, you said you didn't read my questions, but you're running through everyone. I, I, <laughs> I tell you exactly how I wrote them out because I was going to ask you, is it only for, for medical and line of duty death type needs? If you're starting a business as a first responder, do you have an avenue? And you already answered it. So, <laughs> so if there's, so if there's a, a firefighter out there that, you know, wants to, you know, on his uh, second and third day off, wants to start a barbecue company uh, or a restaurant, you know, you could go to fund the first. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> he would, they would give back incentives. So, you know, yeah. I, I'll send you 50 hot dogs, you know, for, if you donate a hundred bucks, you, you know, go. whatever, you know, whatever I, it is. I'd take 50 hot dogs for a hundred bucks. That's two oh, bucks yeah. a hot dog. That ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper Wait, than a ball game. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even get me started on that. But, yeah. Oh but God. Now a word from the POCUA. The POCUA can suggest a credit union that serves public safety professionals in practically every state in the country. Three states we definitely have covered are Nebraska, Iowa, and South Dakota. The Police Federal Credit Union of Omaha is, first and foremost, a passionate financial service provider to sworn and civilian law enforcement and their families. Possibly more than any other profession, sworn and civilian law enforcement perform a challenging job, and they do it with pride. Police Federal Credit Union of Omaha has the same pride in serving who they refer to as their blue family throughout Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota with understanding and professionalism. For information about Police Federal Credit Union of Omaha, go to opfcu.net or call 877-329-2405. To find an institution to serve you in any of the other 47 states, go to policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't banking with a POCUA credit union, you're just working with an institution that just so happens to serve public safety professionals and you deserve better. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you could even start a company that could help people 
to to store their skateboards properly so oil doesn't get all over their backyard. You know, it actually it actually actually sounds to me like you need to. I mean, you do a great job of being a detective and starting fun the first. It's it's it sounds like you need to be taught how to take care of your shit. Oh uh, yeah, I, I do, I do. Listen, let's let's hope my wife isn't listening to this. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll find her through ID me and I'll send her the, the this particular episode right there. It's like what, what's what's Robert doing over there? You know he's got his toys. He's not putting them away. <laughs> I'm worse than the kids. I got three kids and my shit's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe the kids can teach you something. Hey, Dad, put your jacket away. Um, <laughs> but you know, obviously, I, I I loved what you're doing with Fun the First. And obviously, given your personality and, and answering my questions before I even ask them means that you're an expert podcaster too. So, <laughs> so tell me, tell me more about this podcast, which is Heroes First. Is it meant to be, in essence, kind of a marketing promotional arm for for Fund the First, or is it just its own entity? So. I'm on so many radio shows and I love talking about fun. The first, obviously, you know, being here, you could tell it, you just hear the passion. Yeah. I haven't, voice, I haven't picked know? up on that at all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to give people an outlet where maybe they don't have that, that capability to talk about their business or their campaign that's on our platform. So all the people that have been coming on our platform, they either have on the, on the podcast, they either have campaigns on the platform or they're, connected to the first responder military and medical professional world. And it's great to give these people a voice. A lot of them have such great stories. And, you know, it's, I asked some questions on the, on the platform, you know, I, uh, on the podcast, I keep calling it platform. I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm mixing the platform <laughs> and the podcast. Up. So, uh, podcast. Yeah. I, you yes. know what? I'm not even going to edit that out. We'll leave that in. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. so, so the, um, uh, so I got I asked, flustered. I, I got, you did. I got, I, I got, I got this great entrepreneur and podcaster who talks on hundreds of radio shows flustered. Yay for you me. Got Go me. Ahead. You got me. You got me. So I asked, I asked them all um, some questions on the show that are particular to heroes first, right? I asked them, what does a hero mean to you? Would you do your career over again if you had to? Because a lot of them are all first responders, military or medical professionals. But then I ask a, a silly question because I want to hear what people's answers are. And it's kind of crazy when you, when you ask this question. I ask them, if you were to have one superpower and tell me off the top of your head right away, what's that superpower? You know, and I've had some odd answers, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> so, some odd answers. And you know, last night, the guy says, um, healing. And, and then he goes, not like one of those, you know, um, church guys when they're in the church and the priest just pops you on the head and heals you of your sins. He's like, not like that. You know, he's like, when, you know, if I could just heal or heal other people, sure. you know, so it's cool. The other guy said invisibility, but then there, I, I always bring this up. There was one guy that just said, uh, he's like, well, I'd be the Hulk because I already turned the Hulk into the Hulk whenever I talk to my wife. I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, you know, that's, that's a great premise for a podcast. You know, it, myself and a lot of the other podcast experts that I talk to, we talk about the fact that you can make almost anything that's legitimate and sincere into a podcast mm -hmm. and to take the stories from fun, the first and highlight them on heroes first is is a perfect idea it gives exposure to the campaign um it, it tells 
you know, an intriguing, um, unfortunately, sometimes a, a sad story, but a needed story. Um, that That's a great way to get these campaigns out there. No, yeah, it is. It is. And we're very happy to be able to do that. They share it with their networks. And I've seen before, after the podcast goes up, some people share it with their networks and more donations come in. Yeah. So it's great. It, it really is great. Are, do, you, do you have to maybe pull some teeth or twist some arms for some people related to certain campaigns to get on your show? Or is there, there a lot of openness to, to go on and, and talk about uh, what they're dealing with? So what I did was when I started the podcast, what's this month? It's freaking April already. I can't believe it's that. April and this, and this will probably go live in like, you know, December. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll go live sooner than that. Yeah. Let's talk about April. <laughs> so, so I started the podcast, I guess, January and I started developing it, you know, making the graphic for it and putting everything together. And I put out a note on my LinkedIn I put out a note um, to the email list on Fund the First and then to personal contacts. I said, here's my calendar. I'm recording on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. If you want to jump on the show, book a date. I got filled up all the way through to the end of June. That's I couldn't awesome. believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. It was boom right away. And it was tons of people with campaigns. Some people from, from LinkedIn, some people that didn't have campaigns but have you know great careers that they want to speak about and different stories. So it I mean, I'm super excited. So I don't have to worry about getting people on the show until July. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, then you could do seasons. You could say, hey, you know, I got nobody else. Season one's done in June. Talk to you in 2022. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Well, we're not coming back. It's over. Yeah. 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 Well, you could do that, but it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't sound like you have to do that. It sounds like uh, you, you're, you're rolling along pretty well. How did you come up with the question of what's your superpower or what you, so what, what would you like your superpower to be? So the guy that made the original graphic for me and I told him, I said, make basically a, a cartoon character of me. Mm -hmm. And I, I sent him a picture of when I was in better shape before, before I got hurt. Yeah, I and saw that. You know, the cartoon character looks a lot buff, look, more buff yeah. than, than, than I'm, I'm looking at you right now. I mean, you know, maybe he should have, like, put you on a skateboard or something. Yeah. Bit more accurate. Yeah. But go ahead. Silver so, Surfer stuff or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, <laughs> I was in much better shape. I got hurt, so an injury has set me back. But um, when he sent me back the first graphic, I had a cape on. And I guess he, he misinterpreted heroes first because I told him it's for the, uh, from the first platform. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, okay. I'll take off the back. I'll take off the uh, Cape and I'll put a backpack. But then that, it made me turn. Okay. Now I got some questions I could ask because, because I saw that Cape, mm -hmm. you know, it, it kind of like just sparked it. Yeah. So it was good. Interesting. Yeah. We, um, in, uh, the first, uh, law enforcement related show I ever did, which was for the national police credit union, we called it beyond the call, uh, me and my co-host used to, I believe, end every show by asking our guests, uh, if you could be a superhero, who would he or she be? And especially with law enforcement, we got a lot of Batman really answers. yeah surprisingly yeah we got a lot of batman answers you know my kids yeah i'll show you actually i got a statue of batman right here yeah really yeah, yeah little batman but i got superman i got superman there you go and and but this is my favorite even though he's not really a superhero i mean oh, Punisher, Punisher, yeah he's just a badass you know oh, yeah <laughs> if if i could be a superhero i would always say superman 
but then I'd, I'd also want to cross like, uh, you know, if I guess if Deadpool and Punisher have a kid together. <laughs> well, that, I don't know if that's possible. Unless... <laughs> well, in today's day and age. In today's day, yeah, you know, I do yeah. live in California, so it probably yeah. is, you know, not only possible, but probably encouraged here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, it's, I, I think a lot of, uh, a, a, a lot of first responders, they kind of gravitate to uh, those superhero characters that, you know, aren't aliens or, you know, didn't, right. you know, get bit by something and all of a sudden have these superpowers. Punisher and Batman were just regular guys yeah. that, you know, just, you know, found a way to kick ass. But, you know, I'm, I'm actually a little bit pissed that with all these billionaires out there, you know, nobody turned themselves into Iron Man or Batman yet. <laughs> yeah, what know, the hell? Kinda, you know, shit. <laughs> well, we're, we're, I don't think we're going to see Zuckerberg doing that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you figure, you know, maybe, you know, Bill Gates or, uh, you know, the dude, Bezos, the dude that owns Amazon. You know what? You, yeah. you, can't, you can't figure out a way to come up with a metal suit and help people, really. <laughs> you know, you, we never know. President Trump may be working on this next. Maybe. It might be his next thing. You never know. Well, you know, the way Biden's falling downstairs trying to get to his plane, you know, I think he needs a suit or something. But I'm not, I'm not going to go there anymore. I don't want to make this a political show. Uh, but getting back, getting back on the rails here so that, you know, eventually you can get back on your skateboard and bust people on Wall <laughs> skateboard Street. Skateboard superhero. Yeah, yeah. yeah bust, pe- bust, bust all those people in ties and <laughs> suits yeah. in lower Manhattan walking around by the bull. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I told you we were going to have fun on this sucker, but uh, to get back in a serious mode, um, what's next? You know, what can we look forward to for both uh, the fun, the first platform and the heroes first podcast and, and any other entrepreneurial projects you may be working on for first responders? Yeah. So that's actually a great question. So the fund the first platform is always evolving. We're making new changes to the platform on a weekly basis. There's a lot of technology behind it. And we're constantly trying to give the best experience possible to our nation's heroes and basically build out a network where we could have almost like a social platform, a different, different type of experience. We have a, um, a hero's map on there. So our national hero's map, you could see where everyone, if they've created a user profile, I think we're, we're between, I think, 11,000 and 20,000 donors on the platform right now, but only about 4,000 have created profiles, which is still a lot. Right. And, but if you create a profile, you could designate if you're law enforcement, police, uh, firefighters, whatever it is. And then you put your address, not your address, your zip code, and then it puts you on a map. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool. So the map shows we only have one state that doesn't have a user. And that's Nebraska. I don't know why. Oh, wow. Huh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, Nebraska first off, yeah, you, you definitely don't want to put your address on there. Otherwise, no, yeah, you know, yeah, my, yeah. my guest from a couple weeks ago that runs officerprivacy.com oh, cool. okay. will get will get a hell of a lot more business. Uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's interesting because uh, one of our biggest supporters in the POCUA is the Police Federal Credit Union of Omaha. So, okay. so we might have to figure out a way to, to get Nebraska on that map. <laughs> yeah, let's get, Nebraska, let's get Nebraska on the map. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, building out the experience for our nation's heroes and really giving that support system is really great. Um, the podcast will be ever evolving. I just joined, joined a podcast network with a couple of other podcasts throughout the country. 
and we're trying to really broaden our spectrum and allow other people to, to talk about that. Ken, if that's something you're interested in, I'll, I'll message you and, and show you it. Um, there's no fee to it or anything, so don't worry about it. No, there's that. no fee. All right, now I'm interested. No, no yeah, yeah, no fee. Yeah, send, yeah. Yeah, send yeah. me the stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll it's a, it's a nice... It's a nice network, you know, definitely a nice network. Well, um, if, there's, if there is a fee at some point, I could just join Fund the First and fundraise for it. Exactly. That's yeah. the perfect way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a, I mean, I do want to do a lot of um, public speaking when everything mm -hmm. opens up because there's a lot of first responders, military, medical professionals that don't understand business and don't understand how to do something else in their careers. Because what, what do we do as first responders, especially law enforcement, what do we do? We become a cop and we retire and then that's it. And we get a security gig somewhere. And we yeah. don't understand the entrepreneurial world. We don't understand the business world. And we don't look elsewhere and we don't think of different ways of capitalizing and making money or supporting other people. So I definitely want to teach people about that. There's different, I mean, listen, raising capital is a big, big thing. Big, big thing, you know, how to talk to VCs, how to talk to private equity groups, how to form your own, um, your own company, whether it be an LLC, a C Corp, an S Corp, you know, what to do with that, how to write bylaws, all that kind of stuff. You know, I love teaching people that, that those things. And I want to be able to vocalize that and go to different places, especially, you know, police departments, you know, because that's, that's my, you know, my blood right now, you know, I want to teach other people how to do that kind of stuff. And it's really important. So I, I'd love to do that. We do, um, we do have something fairly large in the works right now. Um, and because we sent out a newsletter, I will, uh, I will talk about it. Um, we're listing on Republic. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Republic. Republic. You know, I, I saw that um, via saw your the email? email list. Yeah, oh, tell, good. tell us more about that. So uh, there's only so much I can say right now, but we are listing on Republic, um, and that's going to be go, going live very shortly. Uh, Republic is the number one verified equity crowdfunding platform, and they do a lot of vetting. I mean, there's been things on there like SpaceX, um, Robinhood. They all listed on there. So it's all private equity and it allows people to now invest in a company for a much, much lower rate because it's called a, a reg CF. So regula regulation CF round. And it's basically um, where, when we did an original round for fund the first to raise capital, it was called a pre-seed round. And there's a lot of regulations behind it. Even with this round, a lot of regulations, but the minimum investment is high. With this, the minimum investment is very low and it allows people to come in and now have an, a, fi a financial stake in something and now have a vested interest. Sure. So now let's say you came in and, and invested $100 into Fund the First. Now you know that that's there. You're supporting the platform. And at the same time, you're supporting all those nation's heroes by being part of that growing family. And it allows for people to be aware and have that vested interest because now when something happens, that's going to be the first thing you think of. Sure. So to opening up this arm onto, onto Republic, it allows for us to reach thousands of people in a different way in the investment world. You know, and it's really cool. So that's something we're doing right now to raise capital, to broaden our platform because marketing is everything. Yeah. And right now we're doing an excellent job of marketing, but a lot of it is organic. And even though we did do well in our first capital raise uh, last year, um, you know, funds only last so long. Yep. You know, so. That's, that's what I hear. <laughs> yeah. Funds, on, funds only last so long. So, so doing this next round will definitely help us with our marketing because marketing is everything and building out our technology, building out our infrastructure as well, hiring more employees too, because our back end and the vetting process is very, very intricate. And we need to be able to have a real solid, strong team. Even though we do now, it's only going to grow. I mean, we've only tapped into, if you think about the market, and I'm not sure if you know about this, crowdfunding as a whole, 
it's a $5.5 billion industry. It's yep. gigantic. Huge. And there's 600 million campaigns out there. Mm-hmm. It's wild, wild. And if you actually do the math and we've done this, we did a data poll of 50,000 campaigns and I'm not gonna say from where, but we used um, keywords such as first responder, police, firefighter, EMS, uh, dispatch officer, all that kind of stuff. And we found out of those 50,000, 3% of them were duplicate campaigns, meaning people were raising for the same exact person. Now, if you use that, that same metric into 600 million campaigns, there's 18 million duplicated campaigns. You'll never see one duplicated campaign up on the first. Yeah. That's why we're so important. So if we could tap into 10% of that market, you know, that's a lot, a lot of campaigns. And that's why we need this extra capital. You know, and right now we're doing the great job. And our goal is really within a year and a half from now to be that household name. And I think we're going yeah. to get there. And, you know, getting on a, on a show like yours and all these other shows I get on, it just only helps grow our reach. And it's really important to make people aware that a trusted service is out there. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not a household name yet, especially in the first responder community, you're well on your way, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We're trying. We're trying. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, you know, probably the most important question um, other than, you know, where's your skateboard is, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I, I do beat a joke to death. Um, I love it, though. But, I love it. <laughs> but but the, the most important question is, is how can people find you? How can they find all these great things, both uh, Fun the First, um, the Heroes First podcast, and, and anything else that you're working on that, that people in the first responder community and the healthcare community uh, gravitate to? Sure. So you can find me directly. I'm on social media at Robert D. Garland, G-A-R-L-A-N-D, on all social media platforms. LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. It's a great networking experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm on there. Our website is fundthefirst.com. And that's where you can see our verified crowdfunding platform. On that website as well, if you scroll down, there's a link to the Heroes First podcast, mm-hmm. which is on Spotify, everywhere you listen to your podcast. It's also on YouTube at our Fund the First um, social media page on YouTube, which all social media for Fund the First is at Fund the First as well. Um, and then we also have a nonprofit organization, which is an arm of Fund the First. Mm-hmm. And it's called the fallenfirstreserve.org. Yeah. And at the Fallen First Reserve, what we do is we support line of duty death families. And unfortunately, as we all know, especially because of COVID, um, the average line of duty death is between 300 and 400 deaths per year. Yeah. And it's, it's really tragic, but we want to be able to give back to these line of duty death families in, in a monetary sense and where we're giving them a $5,000 check, uh, no questions asked. Hey, this is from the Fallen First Reserve. Here you go. Mm-hmm. But now at the same time, when they see that, they'll also see that these people are also behind Fund the First. And now it opens up their eyes and they say, you know what? Maybe I'll start a fundraiser on Fund the First as well to raise more money. Yeah. So they go hand in hand with one another. It's really great. So if anyone wants to visit all of those websites, you know, uh, fallenfirstreserve.org, you could make monthly donations to, uh, biweekly, whatever it is. And that's to support our line of duty death families. And then if you want to start a campaign or support a campaign on fundthefirst.com, that's there as well. And then if you want to get on my podcast, shoot me an email. That's rgarland at fundthefirst.com. Yeah, but if you want to get on this podcast, it won't be until like July or something. Uh, But uh, yeah, great info. We'll, of course, have all those links in the show notes for all those folks that may be um, listening rather than watching on on YouTube. Um, Love what you're doing. Um, 
aligns extremely well with with what we're doing um, from killed in the line of duty insurance to, to helping a lot of first responders out there. So uh, really, really and sincerely appreciate uh, what you've created and what you continue to do, Robert. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. And thank you for spending some time with us today, man. You know, for between podcasting and starting businesses and, and finding bad guys in the lower Manhattan, you know, I appreciate you taking some time with us today. No, of course. If you, listen, if we want to talk about more skateboard stuff, we can. You know, that, that may be part two of this, <laughs> this podcast. Maybe, maybe season three. Um, yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for what you're doing and spending some time with us today. And thank you to all of you who have either watched or listened to this episode of Public Safety Talk Radio. And we'll be back with you next week with another great guest. Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit unions or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.